NOAA has uh, updated its hurricane forecast for the coming season. I guess we're about to reach the peak of it. What is your understanding of what we should expect moving forward? Yeah, absolutely, Chris. So um, we did see an increase in the number of predicted storms from um, NOAA. And so they're calling for about 15 to 21 named storms in the Atlantic this year, uh, seven to 10 of which could become hurricanes and, and even three to five potentially major hurricanes. So a little bit of an increase from the early season predictions. Um, you know, Hurricane Elsa we experienced briefly a few weeks ago, and so it's definitely uh, adding up to be a pretty exciting season. Off the top of your head, do you know how that compares to previous years? Yeah, so um, as far as Elsa goes, and, and we saw a very mild impact in Delaware, we were fortunate, but it's the earliest fifth uh, named storm on record in the season. So we're talking, you know, this is kind of a shift. To, we're seeing hurricanes earlier in the season than we would expect. The numbers, I mean, they're predicting this to be what they're calling an above-average season. And as far as how that lines up to other years, it really is going to remain to be seen. And this just may be perception, but uh, it, it seems to me, and we talk a lot about the talk this talk about this a lot in the newsroom uh, with not just hurricanes but storms in general. It seems like storms have become more severe. I don't know if you've seen that from your perspective or not. Yeah, I think part of it is, you know, the alerting systems have improved, so people are getting wireless emergency alerts to their phones. They're maybe a little better informed, um, but I would generally agree that it does seem like we're seeing some intensity um, and frequency of tornadoes and things like that that we haven't really experienced too frequently in the past. Yeah, case in point, we're talking about hurricanes, and last year we had what was a tropical storm at the time, but it, it spawned tornadoes. And so it's it's almost like you don't have to worry just about one type of storm. There's a potential broad range of things that could happen. Yeah, absolutely, Chris. And I think that's a great thing to stress to your listeners is that, you know, it's not just the hurricanes that we have to worry about. You know, the, the tropical storms, um, you know, even severe thunderstorms can all pose risks. And, you know, it, it's all the more reason for folks to prepare. You know, it, it doesn't take long. It doesn't take a lot of effort. But just having some basic preparedness goes a long way. Yeah, that leads us right into preparation. What should we be thinking about uh, today? It's a nice sunny day, calm weather, but what can we do today to make sure we're ready? Yeah, absolutely. This is a great time to start planning for something like this. Um, We are in the middle of hurricane season, as you alluded to, but storms happen all the time throughout the year. So the big advice that we give to everybody is make a plan, make a kit, and stay informed. Three really easy steps, and it's going to do a lot to help you and your family. So the first part of that, make a plan. Um, We talk about Uh, fire drills with kids in school. You know, you practice your home evacuation plan for how you'd get out if you have a fire. Let's talk about what you would do if a severe storm hits. If If a hurricane comes and you have to evacuate, where would you go? Just even talking about that with your family in advance is going to go a long way. Making a kit, you know, an emergency kit is really important. So some basic food, water, medications, um, you know, enough food and water to sustain each member of your family and pets for up to three days. It may seem far-fetched, but as we've seen in storms in other states, you know, if we get a direct hit, there's the potential that power is going to be out for a while, and you're going to need to rely on those supplies. So making a kit is really important. And I think the most important piece that we can talk about is staying informed. That's the last piece of those three. And so making sure that you have multiple ways of monitoring the weather, you know, kind of just maintaining that situational awareness, checking how the weather is going to be for the next few days, that can really go a long way and making sure that you have multiple ways to receive emergency alerts and notifications. So in addition to your cell phone, having a NOAA weather radio is a great way. It's a, it's a good backup system. You know, making sure that you're signing up for emergency alerts. You can go to our website, fema.delaware.gov, to sign up for emergency alerts. 
And then make sure you follow our social media pages as well as that of local officials, just so you can always be in the loop about what's going on. You mentioned three days. I was thinking three weeks. Maybe maybe I'm just going to the extreme, but I'm thinking uh, better safe than sorry. Yeah, so there's no wrong answer. You know, I think that the more prepared you are, the better, but at least three days is good advice. You know, some areas are suggesting up to a week's worth of supplies, uh, but it, it doesn't have to be complicated. You know, I look through what's in my pantry, and I've got some stuff that's non-perishable um, that I know that I can rely on, but getting some bottled water, additional supplies like that are really important. Any advice on generators? That seems to be a, a good thing to have, but uh, it comes with its own safety concerns. Yeah, absolutely. So generators are a great tool to have. You know, make sure you're familiar with the safety instructions. The biggest thing that we see um, is the potential for carbon monoxide. So we don't want you operating a generator inside your home. Um, that's a major safety risk. So make sure you follow the, uh, the, the posted signs you know, on the generator itself. Keep it out of the house. Keep it in a safe place. Make sure you're safely fueling with gasoline and things along those lines. Um, but it's a great tool to have. It can help keep your freezer if you have one of those running, uh, potentially charge some electronic devices and things along those lines. I think the one thing that uh, I'm guilty of is I prepare for a, for a storm, but I don't prepare for the aftermath. And I think that's what we're talking about here. I know a storm's coming. It's going to move through. I always forget to think about what happens after the storm moves through. And, you know, worst case scenario, uh, there's a damage and devastation. Yeah, absolutely, Chris. That's an important point. And so there's a couple of things that we like to advise people, and this is a great time to do it. The first piece of that is to do an insurance checkup with your insurance agent. Um, a lot of people found out last summer during ECA that they maybe didn't have coverage for the things that they thought they had coverage for. Uh, you know, trees falling on your property, probably not covered. Um, you know, things along those lines. And flood insurance is a really interesting piece. You know, your normal homeowners or renters insurance policy doesn't cover flooding, especially from storms. So looking into purchasing flood insurance, um, you can go to floodsmart.gov. There's more information about how to get flood insurance through that program. Um, but things like that can help you on the path to recovery after a storm. And then really simple things, you know, after a storm hits, stay away from downed trees, treat all power lines like they're live until the, you know, uh, the utility companies can come out and secure them. And don't drive through flood water. That's a, a big thing we tell people. As little as a foot of water can move a car and a person. So just stay away from the water, wait till it recedes. Uh, and definitely err on the side of caution. And again, I called you because of hurricane season, but it's not just hurricanes. Uh, a severe thunderstorm can cause damage, and next thing you know, it'll be winter. I hate to say it, but <laughs> then you're talking snowstorms. So best to be prepared now and, and, and be ready for these sort of things. Yeah, absolutely, Chris, and that's a really important point. And what we like to try to encourage people is to be prepared all the time. You know, this isn't just a seasonal thing, taking a few steps, making a plan, making a kit, staying informed. It's going to help you year-round. Uh, it's really easy. You can check out uh, our website, preparede.org. That's the state's preparedness website. We've got great tips, uh, checklists that you can find with helpful equipment and supplies, and it's going to really set you on the path for success and help you recover faster after a storm.